0: Today, on Learn Me Something. The Sand Mafia. Versus. The Pixar
1: Theory. Uh, Caleb, what if you woke up tomorrow and it was the first day of seventh grade and everything that's happened since was just a dream?
0: Whoa. <laughs> I think It'd I... would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be excited for... Wait, hold on. Okay, would I have the knowledge that I do now? Or would I just be like a dumb seventh
1: grader again? Oh, well, it was a dream. So if you learned it in the dream, I think it'd stick with you.
0: Okay, so it'd be like loose dream learning? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. Yeah, because there'd be some aspects of life that would be fun to do like a second go now that I know more than I did. I don't know. Like, I feel like high school would be fun, more fun than it was.
1: Take life a lot less seriously. I think it would just be overall extremely horrible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would mean we... Oh, yeah, that would be rough. We... I mean, there were a lot of middle school events just at our school that we went to that were not so awesome.
1: Okay, well, uh, welcome to Learn Me Something. This is a (laughs) podcast where we each come to the table with a different topic and we teach each other... About it. And then we have the listeners decide who the winner and the loser will be. And uh, the loser has to do a punishment. And last week, I was the big loser by a lot. I think it was the biggest, um, the widest margin. <laughs> the landslide. <Yeah. laughs>
0: well, okay, to be fair to you, though, you even said in the last episode, I'm doing this topic knowing that I'm going <laughs> to lose. So I feel like you gave people. All of, the, uh, all of the permission that they needed to vote for me if they would have felt bad in the first that's place. That's true.
1: I did get a couple... I did get more votes than I thought, and I thought I was going to get zero, but that's good. <laughs> so this is my uh, scarf so far. <laughs> I've got about yes. two inches. Oh, wow. And uh, it, this is about an hour and a half or two hours of work. <laughs> Probably two hours. No way for that much. Yeah, so this is going to take a while. And uh I don't know why I picked this color. It's very um <laughs> unmanly. <laughs> it's like a
0: off-white. That's so funny. Is it can you change colors? Like do you have that ability no. to add a new color or uh, is it going to be just white?
1: I'm probably just going to keep it white <laughs> at this point. Keep it as simple as possible.
0: That's so yeah, funny. It looks good, uh,
1: what you have so far. Yeah, it started out pretty horrible, but I think I think the blemishes hide
0: well. Are you progressing at an exponential speed, or is it going to be that slow for the whole time?
1: Uh, No, I kind of... So at the beginning, it took a little bit to figure out the different stitches and to just learn, learn uh-huh. that, but I, I kind of got a system going, <laughs> and even after I got a system going, it still... <laughs> It's taken a long time. So I have no idea when oh, you can man. expect it. Can
0: you walk us through really fast what what a typical evening looks like for you when you're just sitting there <laughs> knitting? Like, a, I imagine you and Chaz are just out in the living room doing what you guys would normally be doing, but instead of, like, doing something cool and manly and creative, you're just sitting there knitting like an old woman.
1: Well, I i I made a bunch of progress on it yesterday, and I was sitting in my recliner and I was just sitting there kind of rocking a little bit, knitting, listening you... to an audio book about today's topic and uh it's
0: so funny,
1: I have to say I didn't mind it that much; it just takes a long time.
0: <laughs> Did you every once in a while reach over and give your cat a pet on the head?
1: yeah, yeah, well, my cat- yeah, my fake cat was sitting in my lap, and I <laughs> grabbed some tea and then I got my uh my little wrist brace for my my arthritis. But oh, you know cr- actually boring. actually holding my left holding my left arm up the, uh-huh. with the needle in that hand, it started to get tiring. Like my left arm was a little bit tired. of a workout <laughs> <laughs> so, so funny. Uh, I'm gaining some new respect for people who knit a lot. <clears throat>
0: Uh, Second question, were you wearing a nightgown when you were working on this? Yes, of course.
1: (laughs) Yep, with one of those long caps. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that is my punishment from last time, and I don't know why I agreed. Knowing that I was going to lose, I don't know why I agreed to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had... Oh, that's so funny. Hindsight. I wish I had known that you were going into this you were going into that episode knowing you were going to lose it because yeah. i would have i would have fought for a i guess this one's pretty bad but i would have fought for something especially Worse. unfortunate
1: yeah well yeah i mean it is enjoyable so i'll i'll give it that <laughs> um so to begin we usually uh, play a game to decide who presents their topic first yep and uh, so you want to tell them what we're going to do today
0: yeah, so today we're going with good old classic trivia. So we both have some movie trivia. Uh, looks like a bunch of random questions, and uh, we're going to go back and forth, ask each other trivia, multiple choice. And after, I don't know, ten questions, five each, whoever has the most right uh, gets to choose who goes first. How does that sound?
1: Sure, and then we can do a, a sudden death if if we uh, are really good at Movie trivia, or really bad. I love it. I already read the answer to the first one, oh, so okay. <laughs> I'll read it. I'll read it for you. Okay. Uh, what is the longest movie ever made? Your options are The Cure for Insomnia, Hamlet, The Stand, or Dances with Wolves.
0: Okay. Uh, now would be a good time to mention that my movie knowledge is limited to uh, movies that aren't any of those four, so I'm going to say a wild <laughs> okay. guess okay. and go with hamlet
1: uh the answer is the cure for insomnia oh
0: man it
1: has a running time of 85 hours no way 1987 movie wow
0: okay uh what character in monty python and the holy grail insists that it's just a flesh wound is it roger the shrubber king arthur sir lancelot or the black knight
1: that would be The Black Knight, of course.
0: Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's right. That was a easy one compared to my question.
1: All right, let me see if I can find one. Okay, uh, next one for you. What was the uh, first movie by Pixar to receive a rating higher than G in the U.S.? Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., The Incredibles, or Toy Story?
0: Uh... I'm going to say Incredibles. I feel like the rest of them would be rated G. That's what I'm thinking, too. Answer... You got it correct. The Incredibles received PG.
1: Okay, so we're 1-1.
0: Next one. What was the first movie for which the cost of obtaining rights to the soundtrack outweighed all of the other production costs? Is it The Wall, The Titanic, Clerks, or The Blair Witch Project?
1: Um... I'm sure Titanic had a big, a lot of production costs, but I'm going to say Titanic. <laughs> uh,
0: nope. The answer was clerks. The cost of obtaining the rights to the soundtrack outweighed the entire production cost. A first in motion picture history. Oh, it out, it was $200 more expensive. But wow. fiction costs for the film were 26000 So, I mean, it was not a high so it was just cost. a small film, film anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And your next question uh, What film features a fight scene in which Bruce Lee breaks Jackie Chan's neck? The Big Brawl, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, Game of Death, or Enter the Dragon? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. I've never seen any of those. I'm going to go with. Just because of the name alone, Game of
1: Death. Mm -hmm. Okay. No. Uh, The answer is Enter the Dragon. That was going to be my second pick. Bummer. Well, it was not your first pick, so that is a bummer.
0: Okay. Uh, Another equally difficult question. Who was the only Top Gun actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jets? Was it Val Kilmer, Anthony Edwards, John Stockwell, or Tom Cruise?
1: it's gotta be tom cruise right no <laughs>
0: what <Shoot. laughs> the answer is anthony edwards who plays goose that's funny i guess if you're not used to being in fighter jets frequently <laughs> that would make sense now that i'm you thinking might, about it
1: uh puke yeah yeah okay um in The Wizard of Oz, what was uh-huh. used to simulate snow during the poppy scene? Cornflakes, <laughs> Corn flakes, asbestos, powdered sugar, <laughs> or coconut flakes? Uh, I
0: don't know. I'm going to go <laughs> powdered sugar. Okay, the,
1: the answer is asbestos. No way. It says, the snow wasn't the only asbestos-laden element of production. The Wicked Witch's broom was made of asbestos, as was the Scarecrow's entire outfit. Okay, I thought... I guess I don't know what asbestos is. (laughs) I thought it was some kind of, like, mold or something. Okay.
0: Well, just wait for later (laughs) in this episode. My topic is actually, what is asbestos? (laughs) Oh good. I'm just, good. Uh, yeah. I I figured that would really grip the the audience or the listeners.
1: <laughs> what asbestos is.
0: <laughs> uh next question, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, what chases Indy out of the temple of the uh Chachapua- Chachapoyan warriors. Whoa. Uh was it the Chachapoyan warriors, the Panthers? the snakes, or the giant rolling boulder?
1: Uh, it's I think it's the boulder, yeah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was a... It is the boulder. That was an easy one. Okay, how many questions have we asked each other?
1: Four or five. <laughs> okay, I've gotten... Because I asked the first one, so it's even. Do you want another chance to tie it?
0: Yeah, give me one more chance.
1: Okay. Um, let me find a good one. Okay, in Ghostbusters, what prompts Dr. Peter Venkman to say, well, there's something you don't see every day? (laughs) Is it the Keymaster, Gozer the Gozerian, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, or Zool? Uh,
0: okay. Now is when I should probably admit that I haven't seen Ghostbusters. So, without any knowledge, I'm gonna go with... Zool.
1: And the answer is the Stay puffed Marshmallow Man. <laughs>
0: Man. All right, well. I, it makes you, it hard if you haven't seen it. You destroyed me.
1: Okay. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. Learned a little bit about asbestos. <laughs> and uh, that was good. Okay, uh, I think I am going to go first today. Okay, please do. So, I I kind of like the idea of finding a topic that seems really boring, but is actually not. Like, once you get into it and mm. learn about it a little bit more, it's pretty intriguing. So, today is one of those types of things.
0: If you're about to discuss asbestos, then I apologize for my no. asbestos
1: jokes earlier. <laughs> no, I am going to be talking about sand.
0: Well... That just sounds dandy.
1: <laughs> okay, but more specifically, something that is a little bit more intriguing, the Sand Mafia. Mm. This is a real thing. So, why huh. would someone form a violent gang over Sand? Is probably the question you're wondering.
0: I'm picturing... Have you ever read the book Dune?
1: Uh, I, I'm in the middle of it right now, and I'm having a hard time with it. Really? It's very slow for me.
0: It it picks up. Don't worry. I read it last year. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. It the action sneaks up on you. They let it be really slow, and then all of a sudden, it's just boom, 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 boom. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. There's a good sand
1: book reference for you. <laughs> <laughs> the one sand book I know about. <laughs> well, I guess not. I know about two now. Uh, from research about nice. this. So anyway. Um, we are running out of sand, basically. (gasps) The earth only has a certain amount of sand. And behind water and air, sand is the most used commodity in the world. Really? So it's the most used solid commodity in the world. Because. Of glass? It's used. No, no, no. Well, partly, but mostly concrete.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: It's a large ingredient in concrete. And it's also in roads. It's in uh, asphalt, yeah, buildings with um, concrete, glass. Um, it's used for filtering water. It's used in microchips, which is not wow. that much, but... Yeah, still. Um, They use it for man-made islands, for adding on to beaches. And then I found out they also use it or part of it to make paper, toothpaste, cosmetics, huh. paint, and wine among... Nice. other things.
0: So that and it's running out? Yes. I bet Minecraft players are losing their minds right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. They're gonna form a great group of revolutionaries someday. <laughs> um so it's not it's not a renewable resource like and you can't you can't recycle it either. Once it's made into concrete, you can't take it back out and get the sand back, to sure. use it again. Um, and obviously it takes a long time for sand and mountains or not sand, but for like rocks on mountains to become sand Mm -hmm. and end up in big chunks, like in the ocean and everything. So it, it's, uh, it's not like a dire situation. It sounds like right now, um, there's enough sand to last for a while, but if we continue at this rate. Prices are going to go up, and they already are going up. So the d- demand is skyrocketing, and price Whoa. is skyrocketing. Yeah.
0: It's actually the plot of Dune. <laughs> I guess so. Because sand is a commodity. If you haven't read Dune, sand is a commodity in Dune. And it's... Okay. Yeah, I think. So
1: Yeah, that is that, that's from like the 60s, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like an older book. Old. Okay. Um, yeah, all the research that I've done for this is relatively new, like within the last 10 years. That's interesting. So, yeah, maybe he, he called it. He predicted it all along. Um, yeah. So um, 50 billion tons of sand are used annually around the world. And the sand extraction is an industri- industry that's worth $130 billion worldwide. Whoa. Which, like, rivals oil. And one person said it is uh more lucrative than oil that's crazy um i don't I haven't done research on that, but yeah um so we we use enough concrete every year to build an eighty eight foot by eighty eight foot wall around the entire equator every Whoa. year so yeah, and a lot of this is <laughs> is uh d- being done in China and India and other countries that are having like population booms. Yeah. So China uses more um has used more concrete or I guess cement. Cement is the binding agent and concrete is the actual stuff. Gotcha. So you find cement in concrete. I that's something I just kind of learned. Uh yeah, me um, too. Fun fact. Yeah. China used used more cement in the last three years than the US did in the entire twentieth century. Whoa. So they're they're just going crazy over there. And um, <laughs> over half of the world's population now lives in an urban environment, in, in cities, mm-hmm. and especially, like I said, in India and, and China. People are moving to cities, and they're, they're just growing. So that's, that's why sand is running out, and sand is becoming more expensive and more of a, a needed commodity. And demand is rising. That's crazy. Because they're using a lot. There's lots more people, lots more buildings going up, lots more industrialization in these countries that are booming. Um, and they also, like I mentioned before, they're, they build uh, man made islands. Yep. And they're actually, some countries are expanding. So Singapore is one of those. Countries they have grown twenty five percent in the last tw- fifty six years, not population wise, but literally land mass. They've just been adding sand. That's interesting. And they've they're just expanding their country. Holy cow! Yeah, and they have plans to uh, continue expanding up to ten percent within the next ten years. Whoa! Depending on how things go, but.
0: They should consider starting yeah, so another just, city.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe a floating one. Basically they Yeah, they just spray sand and then they do what's called vibro compaction, which I think is really interesting. It's just this big crane with a big vibrating stick on it that they shove into the ground mm-hmm. and it vibrates all the sand together and compacts it enough to build tall buildings. That's it, really cool. Which is very fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. Um so yeah, so let's talk about the sand mafia. So that's kind of how it exists and it's 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 not really a thing here in the US, but they actually call them the sand mafia in India. I love it. That's awesome. So, um regulations are also uh-huh. getting tighter with um sand mining because there's a lot of environmental impacts and it affects like a lot of local fishermen in countries in Southeast Asia. Because when you dredge the bottom of a, a river, it cloudies everything up. And then the fish have a hard time breathing oh. or seeing. And then it's hard to get those fish. And then also like the sea life on the bottom doesn't get enough sunlight. So that has a hard time thriving as well. So there's a lot of... um regulation that has to be done because you can't just get rid of sand because everybody uses so much of it um um so anyway there's a lot of uh regulations and high demand and uh and there's good money in it so some countries have made it illegal to mine sand and some just have really tight restrictions and uh so there's people who still want to benefit from from sand mining, but oh. just do it illegally. Enter the mafia, and uh, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I kind of was wondering how do how do you just like steal a bunch of sand without anyone <laughs> noticing? And so some people do it at night, and some people just like way off in the middle of oh who yeah knows where. But but what's likely is a lot of um, police officers are just being paid off. Hmm. And there was actually there's actually one guy I watched in this. Uh, they caught like a sand miner transporting some sand, and he's like, uh, "He's like, I feel bad doing this, but everyone does what they do for their stomachs." So he's like, "I I have to do oh, it." Oh yeah, I, fe- I got people to feed. And then his boss said, "I pay off the inspector and the officer." So like, there there is one guy who at least said that he pays off. A police officer. That's crazy. To to just keep quiet. And actually, hundreds of people have been murdered related to illegal Whoa. sand mining. Yeah. So I'll I'll kind of get into some of those stories. But um, in 2008 in Jamaica, uh-huh. there was an estimated 500 truckloads of sand that were stolen, and they <laughs> stole liter they literally stole a beach from a resort. Whoa. And this is 12 years ago. No one was caught, and it was suspected that the sand was sold to another resort down the beach, and they think that officials may have been involved to keep everything quiet. And (laughs) yeah.
0: How do you get into this field?
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think it's the people you know somehow. That's crazy. How convincing you are to the police officers. Holy cow. Um. Yeah. So it it makes it really difficult to stop because so many people are benefiting from it in those areas. Uh The cops are being paid off. It's providing a lot of jobs. And then the people who are like the actual mafia who are in charge of it all, they're very powerful because they control a lot. Yeah. And yeah. And it seems like this is happening a lot in India from what I could find and some in other places too but it seems like a lot of these happen in India. So, so there's crazy. one woman who there's one one woman who got into who like noticed all the illegal stuff going on right and she she confronted authorities and was then threatened um by the sand mafia and said or basically we're going to kill you if you Unless you stop talking about this. Holy cow. And so she she tried to stop a truck from entering a beach with her car. Uh-huh. And they they like punched her in the face and broke one of her teeth. And she had to go to the hospital for a couple of days. Whoa. And she still... I've seen her a couple of times through my research. And she still is like trying to take him down. And she goes and tries to find proof of illegal sand mining. So she's she's like a... Not quite a vigilante, but <laughs> this Indian woman the, who seems really cool. The sand mining Batman—that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's one Indian farmer who they were trying to take his land, um, hmm. and he went to went to the police, and then they ambushed him and tortured him for three days, hmm. saying they'd let him go if he continues. If he doesn't... No way. They'd let him go if he stops fighting against the Sand Mafia. But right now, he's in hiding, and he can't go back to his family because they said they'd hurt them, too.
0: That is so
1: crazy. Yeah. And then uh, one more story. There's a man also in India who was shot three times after going to the police. And they, they haven't caught... They think they know who it is, but they haven't been caught... And one of the guy's sons witnessed the murder, mm-hmm. and died a week later. And they think it's the same people. Yeah, but the police won't won't investigate that. So there's a lot of corruption uh-huh. with within the sand excavation industry over there. Um, isn't that interesting? Just like that, sand could cause so much violence. I. I yeah, I can't even wrap my head around how
0: strange that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I kinda talked about a little bit about the environmental issues too, but um basically in Indonesia, mm-hmm. twenty five islands have just disappeared Whoa. from so much dredging, which is sucking it up from the bottom of uh uh-huh. a body of water. And, uh, just cause when you take the land around it, it kind of doesn't have that base to sit on. So yeah. it, it tends to kind of flatten. And so those islands, uh, just kind of disappear. That's so and, interesting. Uh, and so Malaysia, Cambodia, and Indonesia have all banned sand trade with Singapore who is expanding their country. Uh-huh. Um, but there's still a lot going over there and, uh. That's kind of interesting too. Like, how do how do you bring boatloads of sand to another country all illegally? (laughs) Like, there's yeah, holy cow! I can't even imagine how how much paying off is being done just for just for sand. That's insane. Yeah. So that's like a big problem that doesn't sound like a big problem, but it's affecting a lot of people in the world. Yeah. yeah it, it it kind of sounds funny. Like or it sounds like a the plot of a cool movie or something. Or like <laughs> right. Dune, like you're saying. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's just super interesting that sand is so uh sought after in a lot of these places. But yeah, so the question is what is to be done about sand? That's being, what I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm what sure do we do. And my answer is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I, I read this thing that said a complete <laughs> substitution of dirt floors by cement floors, or they mean concrete floors, mm-hmm. in a house leads to 78% reduction in parasites, 49% reduction in diarrhea, 81% reduction in anemia, and 36 to 96% improvement in cognitive development. This isn't, like, if you put concrete floors... Yeah. In a house that currently has dirt floors, so, so we like, can't just go back
0: to dirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good that comes out of out of it, uh-huh. and apparently building building dams also restricts the flow of sand. And I read one place that a quarter of all stored sand is behind a dam, hmm. somewhere in the world behind all That's the dams in the world. Yeah. But dams are good because they provide electricity. Um, So there's, it seems like there's a lot of good and bad, which I guess if you go into this type of field, that's just how it is. Yeah. There's pros and cons of everything. But I don't really have an opinion on it. (laughs) I just uh, thought it was interesting. And uh, it's kind of enlightening to learn that there's such... It's such a money hungry business. Wow. For a lot of
0: people. I yeah. Way to bring a topic to the table that I've never <laughs> even heard of or considered.
1: Yeah, I yeah. There's there's so many things that you never even would think could <laughs> be an issue and then you find out that they are and like hundreds of people have died from the sand mafia. And that's just pretty crazy.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Um Another thing that I forgot to say but I thought is interesting uh-huh. is that what sand actually is, like the definition of sand. Um, and it's basically any type of rock or mineral that's between half a millimeter and two millimeters. So it's not like a specific mineral or rock or anything. It's just basically just the size. size. That's it. That
0: is right. interesting. And so
1: yeah, so gravel is anything that's greater than two millimeters. That's like a bigger than sand. Hmm. And then silt is less than half a millimeter. And then clay is smaller than that. So those are basically just size differences. Interesting. Yeah. That... And most... Oh, Whoa. this is an important thing that I'm sorry. An important thing I forgot as well. <laughs> um, There's a lot of sand in the desert. Did you think about that? Uh. It, well, that one, that one I knew about actually. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, all the sand in the desert is not the right type of sand. So, that's the issue. There's plenty of sand, but not all of it is the right type because uh, sand <laughs> from the desert is all wind blown. So, it's really round and it doesn't stick together well. So, Interesting. you can't build with it. Hmm. So, like if you tried to build a sand castle out of desert sand. You can't, that, but like beach sand, huh, yeah,
0: that is interesting and surprising.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beach sand and river sand are not windblown; they're just like tossed in the water, and and so they're they're more jagged, and they can kind of interlock together better. Interesting. So that's good for building, and uh, that's all the useful sand. So yeah, so it's still a majority of the sand in the world <laughs> is that. Useful sand, but Uh anyway, that's probably an important thing to say. (laughs) Why you can't just grab a bunch of sand from the desert that nobody's using anyway. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Do you have any questions or anything?
0: I'm I'm thinking about... I know that this is way easier to just think about than to actually do, probably, but... Couldn't there be some way to just speed up the process of particleizing rocks or
1: yeah. You know. Yep, there there actually is. You can just make artificial sand and uh-huh. grind it up yourself. But that's a lot more expensive. And Oh, I got gotcha. you. Everybody's everybody's going to do the cheap thing anyway cuz it's best for their business. Right. So you're not going to find many people who are going to be willing to do that. So you, I guess you could in the future, but it's just a lot more expensive. Okay, so
0: worst case scenario, however many 25, 50 years later, and we're out of the easy sand, they can just make artificial sand, but the price will just be way higher than it used to be?
1: Um, I don't know. That's what it <laughs> seems like? Yeah. And... And p- people are working on other, other more renewable types of uh, building materials. Uh-huh. And, and you can recycle glass, actually, to make sand. There are some glass beaches oh, that's cool. where the glass is just tumbled and it acts similar. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how much glass there is to be able to make sand <laughs> with. Or maybe... So, I don't really know. Yeah. Maybe it'll end up like the diamond
0: industry... Where they found a ways to just make their own diamonds. And so now it's cheaper. Or it could be cheaper if companies weren't price gouging. Maybe it'll be like that. Oh, yeah, maybe. Eventually. Yeah, I don't know. Let's get into this, Josiah. And I Let's reverse engineer some sand and then just sell it for cheap. Invest in some sand? Undercut the whole mafia.
1: And I... I don't want to make it seem like this is like a dire thing, because I really don't know if it is. I'm concerned. And some of the stuff that I was <laughs> was reading and watching were like, this is the worst thing in the world. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I think people will figure it it's out. It's like dark,
0: sad cello music and cuts to pictures of crying puppies
1: every once in a while. We're running out of sand. Yeah. But... The Sand Mafia exists, and they're coming for your sand. They're coming so. for
0: you. Hide your <laughs> sand, people.
1: <laughs>
0: That's funny. That's really, really interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun to research. There's... Yeah. The, there's a... Uh, the the book that I listened to was called The World in a Grain. Mm. And it was very... Good title. <laughs> talked about a lot about sand. <laughs> so if... <laughs> If you're really into <laughs> sand, then uh, it's pretty good. If you're a sand hobbyist, then this book is for you. Yes, if you're a sand head. A sand man.
0: Sandman. Uh, <laughs> this was funny. This was a good topic. Yeah, I think that's all I got. It makes me less irritated than the salad topic,
1: but oh, equally good. as intrigued. Good. I was thinking... If sand is just like a classification by size, Uh anything. could be considered? (laughs) Anything between half a millimeter and two millimeters could be sand. The sand theory. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I don't want to bring that up. I don't want to get any more hate. Shaved ice? Sand. (laughs) Just eating sand.
0: sand. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I guess then wouldn't like loose dirt just be sand? Th- okay, we don't have to get into it.
1: <laughs> uh, well, clay is smaller. It's. I think it's the. Uh, I think it has to be some kind of mineral or rock material. Mm. I don't know what dirt is. Yeah, no Sorry. one does. Yeah. Okay, just there. so today
0: I'm going to be talking to you about dirt <laughs> and asbestos. <laughs> yes.
1: It's actually a Dirt Asbestos crossover series. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Should have done a themed episode. Geology themed. Oh, that was good. I liked that topic. Well done. Thank you.
0: What do you got? Okay. uh, Well, you got to do a theory last episode, and it made me so jealous. (laughs) So I'm going to do a theory, uh, and it's... Definitely, I don't remember us talking about this, but knowing the two of us, I'm 100% sure that we have. Um, okay. So today, I'm going to share with you the Pixar theory. Do you Are you familiar? Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. I'm sure we've talked about I, it. Okay. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Well, good. Let me tell oh, wait, let wait, me wait. learn you about it. <laughs> I I think I do. Yeah. I think I do. Yeah. Learn me. No, oh, no. Hit me with what you think it is. Oh. Oh. Is it that all Pixar movies are connected? Uh, yep. Yeah. And there's the end.
0: All right. Uh next episode we're going okay. <laughs> to Just kidding. All right. Thanks
1: for listening. See you guys.
0: <laughs> no. Uh Okay. I'll dive in here.
1: Okay, let's get, let's get, like, into the nitty-gritty.
0: Yeah, this is the sound of me rubbing my the hands together. Gritty. Did you hear it? Good. Yes, ready to go. Okay, so the theory came about by a guy named John Negroni, okay? He said okay. he watched a YouTube video about Pixar, and it popped into his head, what if these are all connected? And so he said he obsessed over this idea and he watched all of the Pixar, looked for all of the signs and then spent forever. I say forever cause I don't actually know the timeline for how long <laughs> it took him to come up with this. Days. I'm assuming <laughs> a significant amount of time. Um, and so in 2013, he wrote this long form essay that connects within his theory Every Pixar movie from nineteen ninety five to the present uh which since he wrote it in two thousand and thirteen, it leaves some of the more recent ones out, but we can speculate and toss them in there okay, and the uh okay, not cool. too tough. I'm excited for that yeah, so without further ado, here is the Pixar theory uh it starts it's so the theory is that every Pixar movie is connected like we said. In this one giant kind of ongoing story, right? So the story has a mm-hmm. start and an end, and presumably every Pixar movie will find its place uh, within this kind of Pixar universe. We're going to call it a Pixar cinematic yeah. universe. Um, yeah, yeah. So every movie's
1: going to fit in there somehow. Oh, real quick, real quick, we should say um, a big obviously spoiler alert for all these movies so if you haven't seen them and want to uh pause this (laughs) go watch them and then come back unless you're okay with it getting spoiled
0: yeah every single pixar movie ever made will be spoiled in this episode (laughs) (laughs) just kidding the actual beginning
1: of the story starts with brave did you watch brave yes i've seen i think i've seen all of them except for uh cars three (laughs) <laughs> okay, well good Because at that point I kind of had lost interest Yeah, <laughs> I get I get that
0: <laughs> So Brave is set It's the oldest Pixar movie uh, According to like the timeline It's set in 10th century yeah. Scotland, right? Uh, and so oh, okay. in Brave I'm going to kind of breeze through this If you want, you can go to johnnegroni.com And read this whole essay And you can also, also watch a video he made um and it will give you an incredibly in-depth view of everything but i'm going to kind of dive through it so you get a feel for it so it starts with brave and the premise of brave is that there's this mysterious witch right and this mm-hmm. witch is able to do magic and she kind of understands for the first time in pixar how magic is done um other th- and an- another thing important <laughs> start that over an- <laughs> Another important thing to mention is that this witch uses doors as portals. So many times in the movie, right, she walks through a door and then you look... She's and gone. And she, she's gone. Yeah, you don't know where she goes. Um, another important thing about this witch is that she is able to make animals act like humans. Okay? So we're going to come back to this witch in a little bit. Okay. But for right now, okay. the important thing to know is that this is the first time when magic is used to make animals be able to start acting like humans. So magic is used to help animals gain intelligence. That's going to be important because uh-huh. there's a couple phases of this theory. The first is the increasing of animal intelligence. So yeah, animals, okay. all of a sudden, via this magic from this witch, are intelligent, right? And over time starting from 10th century and working their way into kind of modern day. These animals breed and expand, and so all of a sudden there's this whole species of animals that's kind of personifiable and have human traits. Okay, so we fast forward. Animals are given human traits by magic, and now let's jump into the modern day where we have movies like Ratatouille and Finding Nemo, right? And so at this Mm -hmm. point animals have started to kind of really become intelligent to the point where one of them is really good at cooking, right? And yeah, fish have memory, although some of them have worse memory than others. <laughs> yes. Um, but they're all intelligent, and they're all higher-thinking beings than just animals. Okay. Which takes yeah. us to up. I'm going to cruise through here because there's a lot to get to. This brings us okay. to up... Where bad guy Charles Munts is has, is creating devices to harness the thoughts of animals. So, oh. <laughs> one theory, yeah, this is, yeah, this gets wild. One theory is that he's heard the rumors of these intelligent animals because if you think about it, like the bad guy in Ratatouille gets away, and he has all this knowledge of a talking rat, right? And uh, oh, so okay. Charles Munts hears these rumors, and he goes, "Wait, animals are highly intelligent." So that gives him the idea to create devices to harness the thoughts, which he uses on dogs. Um, after realizing that they were intelligent, that's kind of the the animals kind of loop back in here. But that's the start of the story. Is this animal okay. intelligence phase right? From there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we move into the AI phase. So we're still on the movie Up, right? And
1: mm-hmm.
0: Carl is forced to leave with his house because a giant corporation wants to use the space that he lives in. Now, there's right. only one... In the city. Yep. There's only one giant corporation listed in most Pixar movies, hidden in Easter eggs. Oh. Do you know what it is?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's like... Uh, what is it? Big or something like that? Big something? Yeah, well, I'll give it to
0: you. The company is called By and Large. It's the only oh. heavily mentioned corporation in any Pixar movie. And it's listed in a lot of them. So, to give you a little uh-huh. hint at the future, By and Large is the company that's running WALL-E, the company that's running the spaceship that Wally goes yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Um, right. And, oh, I, I don't want to skip ahead. We'll get to Wally. e Co- uh, By and <laughs> large is also mentioned quite a lot in Toy Story, and it's mentioned in Nemo, and it's a company that sells pretty much everything. Now, let's jump back in time a little bit from Wally e and nemo and toy story to the 1960s where we have the incredibles right now the movie doesn't mention why they're superheroes one popular theory is that the government was experimenting on people um to kind of harness this human energy which will become important uh there's not really much evidence for that some of this stuff is far-fetched but i'll mention it anyway but the reason is uh Government employees are constantly talking about how it was in the old days and how they kind of had a hand in superheroes, like how they interacted with the world. And then the Incredibles, they all have like this knowledge of all this government military lingo. That's the only evidence Mm -hmm. going towards that. But it doesn't matter too much. To stop the superheroes, bad guy syndrome, a.k.a. buddy creates an ai monster called an omnidroid right
1: okay so this, this is like the introduction of the ai age yes yeah?
0: yeah so he in order to stop the superheroes he creates an ai uh and he puts it into this droid and mr incredible even says at one point the AI has gone rogue and is starting to think for itself and wonder, oh, why okay. do I have to listen to humans? That kind of thing. So the end oh. the end of The Incredibles has the Omnidroid kind of losing control and just attacking whoever, and they have to stop it, right? So it stops listening uh-huh. to Buddy. Now, Buddy also learned to harness something called zero-point energy, uh, which is... A term they created. I didn't make that up. That was in the Pixar movie. (laughs) It gets a little sci-fi here. But this zero-point energy is basically this energy that runs in everything. And it's this wavelength that you can use. Now, the same guy who learned to harness that also created this AI. And this AI, uh, he lost control of the AI. And it went on to control this corporation called, by and large. Cars. Oh, Called Cars. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to keep speeding here. Basically, by and large is a giant corporation that's faceless in all of the Pixar universe. And the theory is that it's an AI-controlled company based off of how it's run in Wall-E, which is where we see its
1: big use. That's um, like the future of Amazon. Yeah, pretty much. Jeff Jeff Bezos is going to upload his <laughs> um, conscious yeah. into the cloud <laughs> and run it from beyond the grave. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, so fast, we're going to jump ahead from Incredibles. We're back in the modern day. Now we're at Toy Story. These toys are being sold by, by and large, this AI oh, company, okay. Right? But nobody,
1: they're not telling people that they are smart toys.
0: Right. They're not
1: telling them. Because it's all a a big secret.
0: Yeah. But this zero point energy created by the same guy who created the AI uh, Uh is like this thing that feeds off of humans or humans produce it. And so this allows the toys to come to life and allows kind of the sentient objects to come to oh, life because okay. they're feeding off of the human's energy and that's what allows them to live. We find out later in one of the future toy stories that if toys are left alone without human connection for long enough, they lose the ability to be alive. They're Once they're retired permanently.
1: Oh. So even the toys... That kind of makes me feel better about just toys in general. That they're not just always laying up in the attic alive right. forever.
0: yeah. And the Toy Story is interesting because it's run by this AI thing, um, and you see a progression through all of the Toy Stories of the toys loving the humans to this introduction of toys kind of resenting the humans. They start to become unhappy. um, And they... Yeah, they just... They lose this connection with the humans, but they still need the humans.
1: Which is, yeah, like Toy Story 3... Uh-huh. Uh they they like doing their own thing. They yeah. Like,
0: and they're even trying to yep, 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 yep. They want freedom. Uh-huh. Which brings us to Wally, where we learn officially that by and large has taken over the whole government. There's a scene in Wally that's like the history of by and large and it shows that they kind of took control mm-hmm. of the government and so they're controlling everything now. And they progressed so much that we learn in wall that they kind of destroy the Earth. When they destroy the Earth, all humans have to go to space, and they stay on this spaceship for, I think it was like 800 years or something. And so that's... It's because they used up all the sand. Cause it's because they took all the sand. <laughs> humans <laughs> had no choice <laughs> but to leave. <laughs> so all of humanity goes to space, which leaves nothing on Earth except for... What, Josiah? What's still on Earth? One Wally. Machines.
1: Oh. Machines. When humans first
0: leave Earth, all that's left is AI-controlled machines, which brings us to the cars, cars. era. Yes. Where okay. you see in cars that everything is heavily influenced by humans. Cars are like their own right. species. Right, but they're heavily influenced by human culture because it is a...
1: Human buildings. Yep. Yeah.
0: And we get this even more in Cars 2 when they go to Europe and Japan, and we see that the city is the same as it was when the humans were there. Same culture, too. But there are no humans anywhere in those movies because they can't survive on Earth anymore. They're all in space. Now, in Cars 2, we find out about this horrible energy crisis. uh, And it's interesting that this AI that feeds off of the energy created by humans starts to go into crisis when the humans aren't in the picture. So...
1: Mm, They needed us.
0: Yep. Mm. So they're all of a sudden they're realizing in Cars 2 they don't have the energy to keep going. And uh, <laughs> so th- I actually didn't watch Cars 2 either. Apparently this, ho- this whole fight <laughs> between Clean Energy and another shell corporation of By and Large oh, yeah, is yeah, trying yeah. to stop yeah, Clean yeah. Energy,
1: right? Classic By and Large is behind it all.
0: Yep. Couldn't do it. They didn't have the energy to survive. So every machine except for wall dies off. Now, that takes us back to Wally, right? Wally goes. It always does. Yeah, always does. Everything leads to Wally. (laughs) Wally returns to the spaceship, saves everybody. Spaceship returns, brings humans back. They plant the tree in the boot. Remember, there's a plant in the boot that Wally hung on to? Yeah. They Mm -hmm. plant that. Then it shows in the credits of Wally that the tree grows into this big thriving tree and if you look closely enough you'll see that it's the same tree that's in bug's life oh uh, it's a bug's life tree which brings us into the monsters phase of the pixar cinematic Wait. universe
1: are Are you gonna say that monsters the monsters are just big bugs uh sort of yeah <laughs> okay
0: Again, bear in mind, this is some random guy's theory, but it's gotten pretty popular, is, and I think it's fun.
1: According to John.
0: According John says, Josiah, that they all come from... Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. And what's interesting is in Wally, uh, his companion, before he meets Eve, is a cockroach. The only other living thing is a bug. Fun fact for you. Oh. So let's jump on to bug's life here. Humans have returned, but there's not a ton of them anymore, and they're definitely not moving around a lot, uh, which is why Bug's Life mentions humans, but only indirectly. They're more scared of other animals that happen to survive, that kind of thing. Okay. Problem is, Earth is still radiated heavily from by and large, destroying it the first time, which means uh, things are mutating. So the bugs and the animals... That were able to survive, start mutating. And this is what brings us to Monsters University. Okay.
1: Radiated bugs. Okay. If you
0: look at all the monsters, they all look like just deformed, messed up bugs and animals. Snakes and bears and weird looking bugs and snails. All
1: Yeah, but what about what about Mike Wazowski?
0: He's what just a that? weird. He's just a like weird-looking a...
1: bug. Just a uh, roly-poly that got stuck, <laughs> all rolled up. Yep, or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: So we're almost done here. Okay. Okay. Uh, I can believe it. Now, at some point during the rise of monsters, humans gone. Okay. They're completely killed mm-hmm. off. Now, we learn a little bit of why this happened, because in Monsters University, all of the monsters are being taught that humans were horrible and extremely toxic and needed to be wiped Mm -hmm. out, right? That's their whole education. Mm -hmm. So They're being educated and informed to hate humans.
1: Because they bought their textbooks from by and large. That's right, probably. (laughs) So uh, we can assume, or we can infer from this
0: that the monsters killed off the humans because of this notion that the humans were bad. Um, And this brings us back to the animals' final evolution above humans. You kind of get this sense of uh, the animals and the sentient objects getting this animosity towards humanity. You see it a lot in Mm -hmm. Finding Nemo and a lot more in Up!, uh, and even a little bit in Ratatouille, none of the rats wanted Ratatouille to ha- associate with the human, right? So oh, there's yeah. this growing yep. animosity, and it comes to full fruition in Monsters University when the h- animals finally overtake the humans, and so now we're in this humanless world. And uh, oh, it says Monsters University. It takes place in thirteen thirteen. Which, according to our timeline, would be the monster <laughs> calendar. They started over because they're not humans anymore. Okay, <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, love this. So uh, this moves us to our final, our final thing, which is going to tie everything back together. Monsters Inc. is the furthest in the future of any Pixar right. film. And uh, this is when they realize that humans are a source of energy. So all we're going all the way back to this energy produced oh. by humans they realize they need uh-huh. this energy. and so they are using these doors created by the AI time travel to go back okay. in time yep and freak out the humans. In order to continue taking that energy, so that they can continue to stay alive, so everything loops mm-hmm. back. But there's one more thing. This you'll either find. I think this is this is the
1: th- this is the thing that I remember.
0: Yep, you'll either find this super absurd or <laughs> an eye opener and crazy. <laughs> Boo! Remember Boo from Monsters Inc. Uh huh. The only human who forms a lasting relationship with monsters, who are beings that know how to use doors to time travel. Now, she gets obsessed with Soli, right? And they have this close (laughs) relationship. And Soli goes back in time to visit her. Eventually, she gets old. We assume Soli probably died. And
1: Oh, man. Light bulbs are going off all over the place for people. She wants to
0: see Soli again, and she, in her association with Soli and the future uh, time-traveling capabilities, is able to use her knowledge and create a door to time travel herself. But she doesn't know how to choose the date. So she creates a door now that she's super old and, frankly, gross-looking. She creates (laughs) a door, jumps through the door, And ends up going back in time to 10th century Scotland. Century
1: Scotland. Where we find
0: out that Boo is the old witch from Brave. And we know this for sure because there's carvings of Soli in Brave that the old witch made. That's true. And the only human with any association to Soli is Boo. So... Boo is the center of this whole universe.
1: Quick question. Yep. You said she she's the one who gave the animals the ability to talk, right? Uh-huh. With her magic? Did she just, like, figure that out or something? <laughs> the theory is... So, okay, basically... You've got, like, a, a time loop issue, I feel like.
0: Yeah, a little bit. So, basically, she goes back in time. She realizes that wood has the same magical energy that humans do. That's why they were able to use wood doors to travel, which is also confirmed in Monsters, Inc. When the monster's banished, they use a metal door because it means he won't be able to get back. Just a fun fact for you. So they find Hmm. out that Wood has this magic, and uh, she uses this to unlock... <laughs> she uses this to unlock this like magic of the whisk, I think it's called, or wisp. Wisp would make more sense than whisk. Um, <laughs> she unlocks this magic, and in an attempt to figure out what Sully is and how to bring him back, she turns an animal, or she turns a person into a bear.
1: Oh, which happens in Brave. Which
0: happens in Brave. And uh, if you compare the bear with Soli, they look remarkably similar, but they're not mm. the same.
1: Blue blue and purple polka dots.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then the last theory is that she then is traveling through doors, which happens in Brave, by the way. Remember, the very start of this, yeah. the witch would travel through doors yeah, and yeah. disappear. She would travel through doors, trying to travel in time to find Soli, but again, she didn't know how to choose the date, so she ended up in all of these different Pixar movies, and she was the one leaving Easter eggs either on purpose or on accident. all of these you know okay. all the Pixar movies mm. has Easter eggs relating to other Pixar movies
1: right. so she's kind of been in all these
0: places yes, she's experienced it all. She's-
1: interconnecting the whole thing Mm -hmm.
0: so that right there is how boo created the pixar cinematic universe
1: (laughs) good job boo crazy old lady
0: how did i do did i make that make any sense
1: yes i i i get it i just want to try and connect these last ones so incredibles 2 obviously and toy story 4 and cars 3 yep you've all you've covered Mm -hmm. but i just thought about coco and soul both have to do with the afterlife yep and they're both pretty different
0: they are different uh but i actually just watched soul soul he didn't actually go to the afterlife he went to that in between right coco they actually ended up in the afterlife
1: Oh, so maybe it was just that whole part that uh conveyor belt part, maybe that's in Coco but they just don't mention it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> the afterlife in the Pixar cinem- cinematic
0: universe is flexible to fit one's culture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Um, but they, Oh, they do oh, say Hold on.
1: Uh-huh i just came up with something so in coco somebody dies for real or they die again in the afterlife when nobody remembers them in real life so that means they get some of their energy from the living humans who Mm. are still alive i love it that's it yep that's the connection right there
0: yeah and uh The article I read, or the long form essay, excuse me, did say (laughs) that they both, both movies kind of dived into how human energy would transfer in the Pixar cinematic afterlife. So it's Mm. discussing more what happens to that energy. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) a so you could really dive
1: abstract representation.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you could really dive deeper in this than you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Um another fun thing. And then Yeah. Uh on. Inside Out, it Inside yeah. Out the theory is that it finally reveals the source of the human energy, which is the emotion because it kind of talks about how uh emotions and imagination have different level of Power, depending on the person also discussed in monsters inc some people screamed more had higher levels of emotion and that created Mm -hmm. more energy
1: for monsters inc so Mm -hmm. gotcha oh oh that that, it all makes sense yeah and then with onward that's just kind of along the lines of same rough time period as monsters inc you know,
0: it didn't mention that one because this article was older than that movie. I think you could yeah. argue that it was Monsters, Inc. or you could argue that it was beings sometime before 10th century Scotland who already knew about uh, the power of wood, right? Because they, the whole point of Onward was this wooden magical staff and that's how they got magic so maybe it was some beings back there i don't know Mm. i think it could be it could be placed in either way but they would have you'd have to account for that whole species would have to die off
1: somehow yeah Hmm. this is fun i feel yeah you could get really lost in just thinking about all these yeah, trying to make it make sense. <laughs> John the Legend himself...
0: Uh, not John Legend. John the Legend. <laughs> oh. Did say, this is just a theory, and it's kind of just me flexing my imagination. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. so there you have it. And also, these movies are not real. But <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> That's of little importance.
0: Yep. So there you go. That's all I have. That is the... Uh, that's wow. the Pixar Cinematic Universe. Now, every time you watch a Pixar movie, every new Pixar movie, you can work it in your mind of where it would go in the universe and
1: how it all connects. Okay. I'm interested. I'm looking at the, the list of upcoming films. Uh-huh. And so we got one called Lu- Luca, one called Turning Red, and then a, one called Lightyear. Ooh, So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with for those as well. (laughs)
0: My, yeah, my final thoughts on this are either Pixar is absolutely brilliant and this is real, some hidden gem of the Pixar (laughs) franchise, or, uh, okay, three options. That or none of it's real and it's just a funny thing made up by our friend John, or none of it was real and then Pixar read John's theory, and from now on, it will be real.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be that cool. would be cool. They like put a little a little Easter egg in there for John every every movie. S- give him a little yeah, give Does him a little make John Happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. I, I'm gonna be looking for that. Maybe I'll go watch Cars three and look for more clues.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I haven't seen a lot of these movies. I've seen all the classics, <laughs> but like right. when you get to the point where you're making multiple Cars movies, and it's just like, just let one be one. Let it just, let one good movie just be on its own.
1: Yeah. And I beg of them, please do not make a Toy Story 5. <laughs> that, that's too it's many. It's time to move on. <laughs> but if you do, learn from the movie, learn from Toy Story. Three Toy Story 3, mm. and move on. That's right. But if you do make another one,
0: I want there to be some sort of big toy <laughs> rebellion against humanity. <laughs> Toys versus humans. <laughs> that reminds me of... Do you ever watch Cowboys versus Aliens? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Love a good crossover.
1: Love a good Western sci-fi movie. Yep. Same. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we're gonna have we're gonna open up voting. Uh, it's linked below, yep. or you can go to our Instagram, Twitter, or Reddit um, to vote for either Pixar Theory or the Sand Mafia. <laughs> and uh, real quick, before we finish up, do you want? Uh, I'll I'll give a quick a quick couple reasons why I think people should vote for me, and then you can do the same. Yes. So I think. Sand is an unsung hero of the world, <laughs> and we should we should give it a little bit more respect mm. and just it's good to know uh how things are made and what we use and it's good to be aware that sometimes <laughs> i don't know I'm struggling <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's good to be aware of the sand mafia, so if you get into sand mining, just watch out. <laughs> Do you think a
0: sand mafia guy ever says, I don't get no respect, because nobody
1: really knows about the
0: sand industry?
1: <laughs> uh, probably. I think he probably would just say, I don't get no respect, because he doesn't get any respect. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because too. people don't like the mafia. <laughs>
0: Uh, OK, and you should vote for me because I just connected every single one of your favorite childhood movies into one cohesive story that <laughs> happens to include quite a few genocides of entire species of beings. <laughs> and uh, is just a, it just it frees your mind to imagine things that are even greater than the imagination required to enjoy one of those flicks. So uh, Hmm. think of
1: my topic as an imagination stretcher. Oh, okay. Uh, A little practice an exercise in imagination. Josiah, do you want to
0: tell them what the punishment is?
1: Yeah, so the the punishment for this week, the loser will have to drink (laughs) any (laughs) liquid that they would normally drink from a cup. They have to drink it from a plate for two (laughs) days is what we said. So, we'll be, the loser will be drinking like a kitten for <laughs> for two days. I'm kind know, of thinking a- maybe... Maybe you just don't drink anything. <laughs> just like have... Drink some water and then just enough to survive yep. and stay healthy and
0: then that's it. There's your punishment options. You can either have uh, as much <laughs> liquid as you want, but you drink it from a plate or you just go into total dehydration and then you don't have to use a plate for everything.
1: Yeah, that is true. Seems like true. solid options. I like to have options. Yeah, I like to have options. Okay, <laughs> uh I'm I'm going to do a quick another quick giveaway yes. uh, based on uh, podcast reviews. So if you haven't left a review, like a written review um on Apple Podcasts, I sometimes give people things from my house Um, but i i like to keep it a secret what that thing is so i let me generate do a quick random number generator and the winner is (laughs) awkward abe 2020 yes who who has written my favorite review so far (laughs) um, awkward abe if you're if you're listening to this message us an address. If, if you want the thing, message us your address and we'll send you a thing. <laughs> and uh, thank you for reviewing us. Yes. And in the you. future, if if anyone else would like to uh, put their name in the hat for a thing from Josiah, then uh, <laughs> go ahead and re- write a review. We're at 40 overall right now, which is pretty awesome. Fantastic, um, in fact. Yeah. So thank you, everyone who's done that. It's very, it's super awesome. Yep um yeah so again you can go vote uh we'll link have the direct link for the poll below and then you can also find it on twitter reddit and instagram at learn podcast anything yep. else from you caleb
0: uh
1: i got nothing what about you oh well, I got? i'm just glad it's not seventh grade
0: <laughs> me too let's that's good glad this is not circle. all a dream <laughs> end it where we started <laughs> seventh grade <laughs> just like pixar All right, and with that, (laughs) why don't you play us out, Larry?